0: And a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301 530 0800 or go to our website at
1: myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. My wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be returning next week. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11, bringing you great information. Hopefully you feel the same way related to health and wellness. I've been doing the show for about eight years, and we've got a ton of great archive interviews for you to listen to for absolutely free. You can access them by going to www.myvillagegreen.com and clicking on the right-hand side of the homepage. There's a little microphone icon. That'll take you to the archive show section. You can also pull all the shows by going to the iTunes library and just typing in the essentials of healthy living. We've had some amazing guests and we've got some really amazing guests lined up for you guys in 2017. So keep tuning in, keep checking the schedule every week, keep checking your emails when we send out the blast. There's going to be a lot of great information that we cover. And of course, today is no exception. We have on the phone with us today, Dr. Joe Tata, uh, and he is going to be discussing with us. Aspects around pain, nutrition. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. And chronic pain is a big deal. You know, I mean, I've talked with some really other amazing special guests, not necessarily around chronic pain, but one of the most interesting conversations that I've had that tangentially relates to this show is a radio interview that I did with um, a uh, naturopathic doctor who has his fellowship in cardiology. And we were discussing the dangers that arise from using non-steroidal anti-inflammatories in relation to heart disease and heart attacks. And what the research is showing us is that even a single or short-term use of over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatories can significantly increase the risk of a heart attack. It basically seems to really destabilize plaques and create changes in how the endothelial lining of your arteries behaves to trigger cardiac events. And this is no joke. I mean, there's been FDA warnings on this. This is a huge deal because what do most people do when they're in pain? They usually turn to non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, whether they're over the counter or under the prescription of a doctor, or if that's not the case, they're turning to other medications that come with equally problematic side effects like major addiction, like opioids So the problem of dealing with chronic pain is a huge problem. You know, we've seen the backlash in prescriptions of opioids, right? So we know that that's a huge issue. Uh, The oxycodone, we see so many people getting addicted to it. It's led to heroin addiction. I mean, it's led to all of these really horrible things, and I'm sure... I don't know, most people probably know somebody or know of somebody who knows somebody who's been touched in their life by somebody that's gotten addicted to these medications. And a lot of people don't ever make it out of that addiction. These are opioids, some of the most powerfully addictive medications in the world. And now there's been all these new guidelines that the medical community is trying to roll back in regards to responsibly prescribing these medications. And then down the line, we have non anti-inflammatories. Unfortunately, they don't really fix a lot of people's pain, but now we're learning that even in the people who do get their pain fixed by them, they can seriously increase risk of major problems like a heart attack, which can be deadly. So what are we left with? You know, and the conversation that I had on that show related to chronic pain, the The physician and I were speaking, one of his biggest advocates, yes, we talked about some nutritional changes and nutritional ideas. We talked about, um, natural approaches to managing inflammation and pain using some of the herbs that a lot of you all know about, things like turmeric or boswellia or ginger, these natural anti-inflammatories that don't seem to come with any of the cardiac side effects, but help to relieve inflammation and pain. And the other thing that he recommended probably more than anything in dealing with people's chronic pain was physical therapy and felt how underutilized Physical therapy was in the modality of pain management and advocated hugely in his practice. He works at a hospital in Arizona and has worked with thousands of cardiology patients that using the combination of natural therapies, nutrition and physical therapy as a way to help people help get people out of pain, out of chronic pain. And, you know, we'll talk about why is there so much chronic pain in our society? Well, I think that there are some very clear reasons as to why there's so much chronic pain in our society. Our bodies weren't meant to live the life that they're living. They weren't designed to live the lifestyle that we are currently giving our bodies, the environment we're putting in, the sitting, the food, the inactivity, the overweight, the inflammation. This is not how our bodies were designed by evolution or God or whatever you want to call it. It's not how they are designed to function properly. So yes, you put them in an environment where they are not, cannot function properly and you are going to create dis-ease within the body. It is telling you, I am not happy. The problem is we don't want to listen. We want to just say, take this pill, do this surgery, do this intervention, and you will get yourself out of pain. And then you don't have to listen to your body. Well, the problem is, is that your body will always tell you what's going on. Dr. Joe Tata is a doctor of physical therapy, board-certified nutrition specialist, and functional medicine practitioner who specializes in treating persistent pain and lifestyle-related musculoskeletal, metabolic, and autoimmune health issues. His mission is to create a new paradigm around treating persistent pain and reverse our global pain epidemic. He is the creator of the Healing Pain Online Summit and the host of the Healing Pain Podcast designed to broaden the conversation around natural strategies towards solving persistent pain. Dr. Tata is the author of the best-selling book, Heal Your Pain Now, a revolutionary paradigm to reset your brain and body for a pain-free life by DeCapo Press. He is currently in private practice and also provides online health consulting to help people achieve a pain-free life free from chronic disease. You can learn more about Dr. Tata and his books and everything by visiting www.drjoetata.com. Dr. Tata, thank you for taking the time to be with us on the show today.
2: Thank you, Dr. Cicero. It's great to be here with you, and thanks for that wonderful introduction. It's probably one of the best introductions I've heard on a radio show or podcast I've done around pain, so thank you for that.
1: You're absolutely welcome. So, you know, I mean, I brought up a lot of interesting points in that introduction, and I'm sure as somebody who specializes in treating pain and with all of your training and all of the work that you've done, you probably have some thoughts to weigh in. So listeners get to hear me every week Let's hear from you, Dr. Tata. Help us elaborate on some of these general concepts around chronic pain and sort of how you approach them or your thoughts on them, and we'll start the show off that way and then get into the specifics as we go through.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a great question to start with. I have a lot of thoughts on it. I've been, I've been practicing as a, as a doctor of physical therapy since 1996, and I've worked in a, a variety of, of different clinical settings, everything from an inpatient hospital setting to uh, a private practice. So I've seen all sorts of patients with pain, and I've seen, obviously, what patients go through and as well as what clinicians go through. And I think the, the place to begin our conversation is to really look at what our current and past paradigm has been around treating pain. And we call that, in the, in the healthcare world, a biomedical approach. So in a biomedical approach, when you have a symptom, you treat it with medication surgery, or potentially an injection as a way to solve solve the problem. In this case, we're talking about pain. What we know through clinical practice, what we know through working with patients, what we know through evidence-based research is that when pain becomes chronic, this biomedical model does not work and 99% of the time actually fails patients. So what we're moving toward in our society, what we're moving toward in our healthcare paradigm we're moving toward as far as shifting this paradigm is what's called a biopsychosocial paradigm. And that may include something like an opioid if you need it only in the lowest dose possible for the shortest period of time. And I only recommend doing that if it's being integrated with other natural type strategies. And obviously you've mentioned a couple of things like exercise, physical therapy, nutritional interventions, and there's also space for cognitive behavioral interventions in that paradigm shift. So that's where we've been with pain, and that's where we're currently going. Unfortunately, we still have, you know, a long way to go before we shift that paradigm. That's one of the reasons why I wrote my book, Heal Your Pain Now, is that this is really a calling to practitioners. It's a calling to our medical system to look at what is our largest chronic disease, Chronic pain affects 116 million Americans. That's more than heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and HIV combined. So it's the largest chronic condition we have. So we have to pay attention to it from a clinician perspective, from a policy perspective, and as well as from a patient perspective.
1: Yeah, clearly there's a lot to consider. And I mean, you know, there's so many other hoops to jump through when it comes to this. We're going to talk about you know, the ideal, but the reality is not everybody has access to the ideal, right? I mean, when somebody says, geez, I want to go to physical therapy and I want to learn about nutrition and I want to do cognitive behavioral therapy, but my insurance will only pay for a pain management specialist and the pain management specialist is only offering me this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful point. About a month ago, there was a a great article published by two physicians in the Journal of Orthopedic and Sports Physical Therapy. And the (laughs) title of the article is Let's not forget about integrative pain care. And it's only about a two-page article. I did a a wonderful summary of some of the things I just started in our introduction. And through through their research, they found that in the United States of America, there are only 50 truly integrative pain centers for people with chronic pain. So when I say integrative, that means that you can go to the center and you can find a physician, who can obviously manage all the major medical problems that someone might have? You can find a physical therapist, you can find some kind of nutrition professional, and you can find uh, some kind of mental health professional. So those are the main um, professionals that really are needed in an integrative care center. And then there may also be an acupuncturist, there may also be a massage therapist, um, there may also be some other type of, of healer in there, a spiritual healer, a psychological healer. Um, but those are the, those are the really the, the main force. So there's only 49 centers in our entire country yeah. and the article went on to say that even if we had more centers the truth is the reimbursement and the coverage is not there for the person who has pain and it's not there for the provider to obviously give the care that's necessary now i know that from personal experience when i first started treating patients in nineteen ninety-six i remember my first patient had oxford and i was handed a paper chart back in those days and everything's computerized but I was handed a paper chart in the upper right-hand corner it said 60 visits. So I could see that patient for 60 visits and not have to worry about any documentation or notes or getting preauthorized. Now, where I practice in New York State, which is very similar to the rest of the country, we have to really fight and struggle to get 10 visits for a patient. Now, when you've had someone with chronic pain, and they not only have the physical problems, but they also have the psycho-emotional problems. They also have the nutritional problems. They have so many other problems that are related. Nine or ten visits really is nothing. So we have to look at, okay, if, if we know this type of integrated care works, then obviously we have to open up centers to support that care, but then how do we deliver this care if the reimbursement's not there, if the system is not ready to handle it? And we spend about a, a half of... We spend about $600 billion on pain care each year. Mm. So we're still trying to figure out how to do it the best. The integrative care centers are best. But the other thing to think about is even if we could open these care centers, we don't have enough practitioners really trained in how to deal with pain in an integrated way. So we have to retrain practitioners on every level and in every specialty to confront this problem.
1: Yeah, it's quite a task, isn't it? So, you know... (laughs) Some people listening aren't going to be able to find a pain center near them that can offer these things, but hopefully you'll get some of the basic tools and understanding because the reality is there's so much information out there to help you be your own advocate. Like you have your pain summit. There's other summits on nutrition and on diet and on lifestyle and on inflammation. And there's so much information out there. If you work hard on your own, There's people like Dr. Tata and myself and other people out there disseminating really valuable information that can help literally change your life. And I think in the context of pain, looking at it from an integrated perspective is really the only way to look at it. And the funny thing is with pain, pain is one of the things that actually has gotten some of the most acceptance from an integrated perspective, like You know, even the more conventional people kind of look at acupuncture and they sort of blow it off. But like when it comes to pain, they're like, well, we don't really understand how it works. We don't really think it's scientific. We're not even sure it's anything more than placebo. But the reality is people do get out of pain, you know, and it's like a kind of a little bit more acceptance because there's so few other really good models for pain. It's kind of like people are forced to look at it. So it's kind of interesting and it does create a little bit of an opening where other conditions that somebody might face may not have that that opening Either. So, Dr. Tata, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's pick this conversation up. We could talk a little bit about some of the key nutritional aspects that contribute to pain. We could talk about some of the cognitive behavioral issues that contribute to pain. We could talk about some of the other things that contribute to pain and start giving people some ideas and tools to see what they need to search for to get out of their chronic pain. So, that is the topic of today's show chronic pain and how to deal with it. Don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Pacero with the Essentials of Healthy Living, and we're going to be back right after these words.
3: Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar No. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar No. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar No. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar No. 7 says yes. Solgar No. 7, available at Village Green Apothecary.
0: and Village Green Apothecary.
4: Go to our website at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m., so make sure to set your dials. Um, Would love to also talk with you coming out of the break about uh, a very exciting project. It was sort of a, a bit of a partnership between some of the folks at the Village Green and A very well-respected, very well-known naturopathic physician, Dr. Joseph Pizzorno, who founded Bastyr University and has written many, many books on the topics of natural health and has been a huge pioneer in the natural health world, has been an advisor to the White House, sat on advisory groups to the NIH regarding complementary alternative medicine, is a brilliant clinician and also a brilliant researcher. He's got an incredibly groundbreaking, exciting book coming out called The Toxin Solution, and this book, the concept is relating to how specific toxins in our environment are contributing to the presentation of some very significant diseases that we're seeing over and over and over again, like diabetes and really making some amazing, and Dr. Pizzorno is one of the most um, thorough researchers, science-based physicians in practice on the planet. And so anything in one of his books is completely backed up by the scientific research that stands up every other aspect of medicine. And he has created some amazing research discoveries between toxins in our environment and specific diseases. This book is a must, must read for everyone. And it's called The Toxin Solution. You can pre-order it by going to The Solution. And Dr. Presorno is going to be a guest on our show with Dana Lake here in a few weeks, so make sure to tune in for that show. He's going to be talking about the book and talking about uh, the research in his book. So today we're talking with Dr. Joseph Tata, and we're discussing chronic pain issues. In the last segment, we gave a brief introduction. Dr. Tata, in this segment, let's touch on some aspects related to specifically nutrition because, as I said in the first segment, there's so much chronic pain because— We're putting our bodies in an environment in which they were never meant to thrive. So of course we're going to be in pain, and nutrition is a huge part of it. So being a well-trained person in nutritional science, help us understand a little bit, how does nutrition factor into pain?
2: It's a wonderful place, and it's a place that I start with almost every single patient that comes into my office or comes, you know, into my, my reach. You know, all of us have learned in school as healthcare professionals that inflammation, when you have inflammation, one of the signs of inflammation is pain. So when you have someone come into your office that complains to you about chronic pain, they have joint pain, they have migraines, they have muscle pain, they have fibromyalgia-type symptoms, we have to look at their nutrition we have to optimize their nutrition as best as possible and this is the one thing that once you start to optimize your nutrition you can change your pain within a matter of three days and oftentimes patients come in they say well i'm taking an NSAID and i say let's 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 move away from the NSAID and let's use food as medicine and let's decrease your inflammation naturally now we probably have both practitioners as well as patients listening to this podcast so nutrition is obviously a a large topic, especially when it comes to pain relief, but the first part when someone comes to me is I want them to move very rapidly to a 100% whole food diet. So obviously when we talk to patients, these are behavioral changes they have to make. Sometimes it can be difficult when you're busy, you're working a job, you have kids and and a family and all the things that we're doing. So the first step is go to a 100% whole food diet. So that's obviously to make things simple for patients, what I tell them, is if it comes in a box, a can, or made by man, it probably has no place in your diet for any long period of time. And just that one shift alone makes people think, okay, let me start to think about what I'm putting in my mouth on a daily and weekly basis. So the first is a whole food diet. But very rapidly from there, I really want to get someone on some type of gut healing protocol. And <laughs> whether it's whether it's a a three-food elimination diet or a five- or six-food elimination diet, that's oftentimes where I take them very rapidly. And a lot of times, you know, patients are are very educated these days. They're reading blog posts. They're reading newspapers. They're trying things on their own. So oftentimes, it may be the first step. And the three foods that I go to right away are gluten, dairy, and sugar. Mm -hmm. And for many people, if just those three foods are pulled out, you'll see that their pain will go from an 8 out of 10 to a 4 out of 10, in the matter of three days and patients oftentimes I get people my email address when I when I treat them and they email me right away and they say I can't believe how good I feel just by taking gluten now mm-hmm. or I can't believe how good I feel just by taking the gluten and the dairy out of my diet I had no idea I thought this was arthritis in my knee that was caused from wear and tear and I was gonna have to have a knee replacement or I was gonna have to have arthroscopic surgery Or is going to have to have a microdissectomy on my spine. And I say, no, there's a lot of different reasons for pain. We're going to look at all of them together in a 100% natural way. And nutrition is often the the first place I start with people.
1: Yeah, and what you talked about is incredibly important. We know that certain foods create a lot of inflammation through the mechanism of just fueling inflammation like sugar. And we've talked about on the show before, gluten and dairy, you know, what exactly do they do? Well, you know, the idea or the concept around that type of food and pain, of course, relates to what you talked about, inflammation. And it has to do with how our immune system interfaces with food, right, Dr. Tata? I mean, 80% of our immune system is located in a gut-associated lymphatic tissue, basically in our gut. And so when we eat foods that our immune system has become reactive to, the immune system sees the food and mounts an immunological response. And immunological responses are designed to create inflammation. That's why when, when you get injury, something swells. When you get sick, you know there's inflammation. That's a healthy response. But if you happen to have reacted to something, that's causing an inflammatory reaction and you're eating it multiple times a day, cereal for bagel for breakfast, a muffin, you have a piece of bread at lunch, you have pasta at dinner, you have some crackers in between. It's constantly putting something into your system that's fueling inflammation. And, you know, go ahead, Dr. Tata, please.
2: It's 100% correct what you're saying. And I tell patients this, that there really, there are two paths that you're going to go down. One is we know for, for autoimmune disease, you need three things, leaky gut, a trigger, and a genetic predisposition. Mm -hmm. If you have those three things, autoimmunity will turn on in your body and you're either going to get one or possibly two of the more than 80 autoimmune diseases that we have out there and and as we all know, they're they're growing in number and and frequency. If you don't have those three specific factors, you may not develop autoimmune disease but you may develop a persistent low-grade or sometimes high-grade inflammation in your body that leads to many other types of diseases, whether it's type 2 diabetes or metabolic syndrome or obesity or anything else that really falls in that inflammatory spectrum. And almost all the diseases we see nowadays have some form of inflammation to them, and that inflammation leads to pain.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And there are all these different pathways around how we eat and how that can contribute to inflammation, like food sensitivities. Now, Dr. Tata, I'm going to ask you briefly and I know if I ever am going to preface a question by saying briefly, that means that there's no way we can keep it brief, but just please try. Um, everybody is now on the bandwagon of avoiding gluten. Do you have any comments as to, is this a fad? Is this for real? Why should everybody be off of gluten? Do you have any thoughts about like what it means? Cause sometimes when you, Just start making recommendations that seem really popular. Some people just start bucking the issue just because they say, oh, it's just those weirdos over there saying everybody needs to be gluten-free, but it's kind of a big deal. Do you have anything that you want to chime in with that to help people understand why it's important and why something like that can have such a profound effect on inflammation and pain? Because it is a huge deal.
2: I do. I'll give you two, two real important factors. First of all, gluten can be that one trigger that causes a leaky gut. So if you've been eating, like you said before, the cookies, the cakes, the the crackers, the breads, the the muffins, the croissants, if that's part of your daily routine and that's happening two to three times a day, you're putting that into your body, there's a good chance that that gluten molecule is unlocking that leaky gut problem and causing inflammation and and autoimmunity in your body. When we talk about gluten intolerance sensitivity, we know that 1% of the population approximately has... And autoimmune disease in their gut, which is celiac disease, we know that about 40% of the population is intolerant. That means if they eat it, they get one of many reactions, whether it's joint pain or gas and bloating, brain fog, a number of different issues can come from it. But specifically when we talk about chronic pain, what I've observed in clinical practice over the years of my treating patients is that probably 90 to 100% of patients with chronic pain have a gluten intolerance. So for those listening with chronic pain or those that treat people with chronic pain, if there's one dietary strategy that I recommend for them, it's oftentimes gluten comes out first.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you see things shift <laughs> dramatically. I've seen the same thing. I mean, I've seen a 83-year-old woman with arthritis who gave up gluten because her daughter was told she had to, who basically became pain-free. I mean, and I'm sure, Dr. Tata, you've seen this over and over in your clinic. And I think what people need to understand is, Is, yeah, this is a food that has been around for millennia and a very long time, and it has been a staple in humans diets and people get very confused. Well, it's just a fad. Why is everybody allergic to gluten all of a sudden? Well, it didn't really happen all of a sudden. It is a complex protein. And it's something that our bodies were not usually meant to consume so much of one thing all the time. In addition, although wheat is not technically genetically modified like some of the other crops that we grow, like corn and soy, a lot of people hear that term GMO, wheat really isn't genetically modified, but it has been hybridized in bread to have very significant changes in the gluten molecule. Many people will talk about or say... Um, inappropriately that the reason why is there's more gluten in today's wheat. There's actually not that much more gluten in the wheat product of today versus 100 years ago, but through the hybridization, which is breeding different plants together to get a different outcome, it has dramatically changed the molecular structure of gluten, and it creates this very, very complex protein that our immune system is trained to react to. You have to understand our immune system is trained to react to proteins because proteins are what are on the outer surface of our cells, and they're what are on the outer surface of bacteria, and they're what are on the outer surface of viruses. So our immune system is trained to react to complex proteins. And so when we start creating these complex proteins or ingesting these complex proteins from foods, we automatically set up an opportunity for our immune system to become more reactive. And there's many other things that are contributing the way that wheat is grown. There's a lot of new pesticides that have been used, specifically uh, glyphosate um, is used at the very end of, of wheat harvesting to dry it out and desiccate it. And we know that glyphosate has some very detrimental impacts on the bacteria in the gut, which serve as an important buffer between the things that we eat in our immune system. So, you know, there's all these different layers of how we have change the way in which we interface with this food that do scientifically explain why rates of celiac disease have skyrocketed in the last 20 years that can't be accounted for based on detection, better detection methods or population. And it's also why as you see celiac disease trending up, we're starting to identify this other condition that's referred to as non-celiac gluten sensitivity, which is what Dr. Tata is referring to. This is you ingest a food that's not causing the worst-case scenario of overt disease that could be caused by that food, quote-unquote celiac disease, but it's causing some type of immunological stimulation and reaction on a regular basis, and regular immune stimulation and activation is going to result in inflammation. And people mistakenly think that just because it's something that you're eating, that that inflammation has to manifest in the GI system. So they may say, well, I don't have IBS. I don't have GI issues. I can't be sensitive to gluten. But as Dr. Tata and myself know, that inflammation can manifest anywhere in the body and oftentimes expresses itself in the musculoskeletal system. For myself, giving up gluten cured my chronic stiff neck. have had it my entire life. The most random thing. I gave it up because my wife, we thought she was sensitive. So I just said, let's just make the household gluten free. Didn't expect any changes to myself. My chronic stiff neck gone. I never expected it. That is how it was manifesting for me in chronic inflammation, and this is what we are talking about. When we come back from the break, we can pick up the conversation around nutrition and talk about some other really important strategies for chronic pain management because we need answers to this issue, and we're very lucky today to have Dr. Tata on the line with us. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passera with The Essentials of Healthy Living, and we'll be back right after these words. MegaFood premium whole food supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended mega food believes mother nature knows best they select only fresh whole food harvested at the peak of ripeness handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle MegaFood, from farm to tablet
4: Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your Omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet
0: Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. Just want to remind you, I talked about it in the last segment, um, very exciting thing going on with the release of Dr. Joe Pizzorno's new book, The Toxin Solution. You can pre-order a copy now by going to thetoxinsolution.com, really a groundbreaking book highlighting some of the most cutting-edge research as it relates to common toxins in our food and in our environment and as they contribute to some of the most common diseases that people suffer with today, like diabetes. The rest of the topic or show we've been discussing... I've been talking with Dr. Joseph Tata. Um, he's a doctor of physical therapy, board certified in nutrition and functional medicine, specializes in treating persistent pain and lifestyle related musculoskeletal, metabolic, and autoimmune health issues. He's written a best selling book called Heal Your Pain Now, a revolutionary program to reset your brain and body for a pain free life. And you can learn more about Dr. Tata and the work that he has done by visiting his website at www. Dr. Joe Tata, D-R-G-O-E-T-A-T-T-A dot com. So Dr. Tata, in the last segment, we were discussing aspects around nutrition. Um, you've got some other really unique holistic perspectives that you bring into your practice when it comes to pain management. Can you talk to us a little bit more about some of those other things you introduce that probably wouldn't be discussed or talked about in a standard, um, you know, visit to a pain management specialist?
2: Thanks for the, the intro into that, Dr. Procero. It's really important when you work with clients or, or patients who have pain that you start to speak to them about how pain is influencing, influencing their life kind of on a psychosocial level. So oftentimes I like to talk to people about what their thoughts are, what their emotions are, and what their feelings are. And there's one particular aspect that I focus on, and those are, are negative thoughts or what it, what's called pain-catastrophizing thoughts. And that's a really big, fancy word, but it basically means that when you've had pain for, for years and decades, which unfortunately many with chronic pain have had, that it really becomes a burden in your life, and it can become very overpowering, and it can take over some of your thought processes. Now, we know that negative thoughts lead to more negative thoughts, and we know that when this happens, there's actually a, a psychoneuroimmunologic um, response that occurs in the body and can lead to more inflammation. So when chronic pain patients have thoughts such as, this pain is never going to get better, I'm always going to have this pain, this pain is never going to go away, Mm -hmm. I've tried everything but nothing's worked. And what I want people to know, of course, is that your pain is real, all pain is real. But some of these thoughts that start to creep into your subconscious and oftentimes conscious mind, we can start to work on these slowly but surely and replace them with more positive or or reconstruct them in a more positive way. So if you have pain, you may say to yourself, well, even though I have pain today, I was able to go to physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Or even though I had pain today, I was able to walk my dog around the block. Mm -hmm. Or even though I had pain today, I was able to make some of those nutritional changes that Dr. Perseiro recommended. And when we start to reframe these cognitive uh, cognitive based values in the brain because we know that ultimately pain is an output of the brain it starts to decrease your fear and when fear starts to decrease pain will decrease almost automatically
1: hmm yeah it's so underestimated how important our psychological emotional health is tied to our physical body
2: Yeah, and it can be very tough for people with chronic pain because they've been to a number of practitioners, oftentimes not given a a great solution, definitely not given an integrated solution, as we spoke about earlier. And oftentimes, people with chronic pain start to lose support in their life. So they start to lose some of their social relationships because they don't feel well. They don't feel as active. They don't feel like they can go out and do the things they normally do. And we know that social support and that structure, providing that social structure for patients, oftentimes can be the one thing that starts to shift them from thinking that I'm going to have this pain forever to, well, maybe I can start to work on this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, of course, we can do that in the group setting in, in person. And I know a number of practitioners who do that. But since our chronic pain epidemic is so large, what I've done as a way to celebrate my book is I've started an online program, and the program is called Heal Your Pain, Heal Your Life. And this is a six-week program that I take people through step-by-step that walks them through integrative strategies to heal their pain naturally, as well as provides them with a couple of um, Q&A calls or you know calls where they can ask questions one-on-one. There's an online group where they are all in the group and they're supporting each other. They're mm-hmm. giving each other recommendations, saying, you know, I tried acupuncture today and it worked really well. You should try it. Or I made this one nutritional shift, or I added you know 2,000 milligrams of curcumin to my diet and this changed. Give it a try. So when when you bring people into a group, and obviously I moderate this group and I walk people through this group through the process of the six weeks, but what's fascinating is when people start to really support each other in this type of environment, you see people make incredible, incredible shifts.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. And it's really important that people have that support and understand that there is hope, certainly all psychological issues contribute to things that occur in our physical body. And there's been some amazing books written by physicians. You know, I'm a, I've seen many people get benefit from Dr. John Sarno's work where, you know, we look at underlying psychological issues that manifest with chronic pain. And, you know, it goes so far beyond that, in my opinion, Dr. Tata, because, you know, we're here talking about in the last segment, nutrition as an important component to giving up or to relieving chronic pain. But, what drives most people to make their choices about food? It's emotion. You know, I mean, people are so emotionally tied to food more. So oftentimes I've seen than to their spouses, literally, you know, I mean, it is a huge emotional trigger for many people. I don't, I feel badly. I'm stressed. I'm going through this. How do I feel better? Well, they turn to food or they turn to alcohol or they turn to cigarettes, all things that we know, Contribute to chronic inflammation and contribute to chronic pain. And the psychological aspects of why why aren't I worth it enough to not eat that food? You know, because people who make choices, people who are overweight, who eat, who make unhealthy choices, they do it in the moment to make themselves feel better. But 99% of those people will have some degree of self loathing or upset with themselves or disappointment with themselves for making that choice. So there's a, there's a need, there's a, there's a something deeper psychologically that's driving these choices. And it is so important to understand some of these important psychological, emotional ties that we hold to that are imprinted on us. Typically from when we're very young, this is your inner yeah. child speaking. This happens before the age of five and it sticks with us it drives 90% of our decisions in our life overrides our conscious mind it's our subconscious and it's that picture of the of the iceberg where there's a little bit sticking out on top and underneath there's a giant mountain right our conscious mind is the little tip sticking out the subconscious is what's underneath and the majority of that is our inner child
2: it's a wonderful point especially as we look at the as we learn more about the brain and pain and we look toward the the brain, we know, obviously, there's a reward center there for certain types of behaviors. And certain foods, like sugar, is probably the biggest one. Oftentimes, people use that as a way to feed that reward center in their brain and turn on your body's natural opioids. Now, we know that we can prescribe opioids to people to decrease their pain, but they don't work for chronic pain long-term. Food can do it. So, Sugar is one of them, but that's a maladaptive behavior, of course, because mm-hmm. sugar is not very good for you at all.
0: Yep.
2: So we teach people the behaviors, the, the lifestyle strategy that turn on, on that reward center and release those natural opioids from your brain, and they trickle out to every part of your body yep. without relying on things, obviously, that are unhealthy. So exercise does that. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as a physical therapist, exercise is extremely important. You know, you, You're going to do that to obviously make your muscles stronger and more flexible, and working on your balance and coordination but exercise also sends a signal to your brain that movement is safe and exercise also releases those natural endorphins those natural opioids and a healthy diet a natural anti-inflammatory diet does the same thing positive thinking and supportive thoughts do the same thing so all these lifestyle factors which are really easy to do i talk about them in my book heal your pain now I, i talk about them in my online program they're easy they're affordable And they're oftentimes very accessible for people who have pain. Oftentimes, those who have chronic pain, they're home. They're not so mobile. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for these, you know, online solutions that they can start to chip away at day by day to make themselves, you know, more healthy and vital.
1: Yeah, and it, it is funny, you know, I mean, I go through this all the time with people when we're encouraging them to make positive nutritional changes, Oh, I can't have this. Oh, I'm not going to be able to have pizza. That's my favorite food, but I love ice cream, you know, and it's like people feel that they're going to be deprived by giving these things up. And some people that feeling of deprivation, the thought of being feeling deprived of a need that they feel they have is stronger than their desire to heal or get out of pain. So they never make the changes. And I'm sure you see that all the time, Dr. Todd. I'm sure it's not the case where every single patient you tell to give up a food comes back at the next visit and says, I did exactly what you said, Doc, and I totally gave it up, right? I mean, we wish, right? I mean, that it's our job as clinicians, we want to see people heal. That's why we got into this profession. We want to help people. you know. But I will tell everybody out there, the reality of the situation is that 95% of the people, maybe even more, that actually take the effort to make the change and they feel the benefit. Oh my gosh, doc, I did, I, I did it. I did a two week elimination and I, I gave up the gluten and the dairy and the sugar. And oh my gosh, my shoulder, like it, it's so much better. I can't believe it their entire perception shifts. And if you were to ask them, well, are you having any trouble continuing to avoid it? No, not at all. I went to a wedding and there was cake and there was this, and I just, I didn't even touch it. I didn't even care what anybody said. I wanted nothing to do with it. I don't, my my shoulder feels so much better. I do not want to be in that pain again. It's like the entire paradigm shifts. Now the need is feeling good. And that need is now more important than what their perceived need was that they were going to feel deprived when they when they ate the food. Now they don't want to deprive themselves of feeling good. And that is such a more powerful motivator, but it does take, sometimes people have to take that leap of faith. They have to take that step off the ledge and say, you know what, I'm going to commit to it and I'm going to give it a try.
2: Yeah, what's interesting about what you just said is that pain ultimately is about protection. Mm. And people have have obviously been in pain for years and decades, as I said before. But once they start to make those shifts in the exercise, in the diet, in some of their their thoughts and their their thought patterns and behaviors, like I said, for a week or two or three weeks, they make those shifts. They start to see a change. And ultimately, if they fall back, so let's say they go out and they have that, you know, three slices of pizza that they, they shouldn't have, then their pain turns on. And then they say, oh, what is my pain trying to tell me? Well, my pain's trying to tell me that that gluten is not the right thing for me. Or my pain's trying to tell me that, you know, I sat in a chair for 12 hours today and I didn't get up once, not even for lunch. Mm -hmm. And I need healthy movement. I need to get blood circulated. I need to move lymph around my body. I need to detoxify through sweat. Or I've been so stressed out with some of the toxic relationships in my life that my nervous system is in such a state of flux and anxiety that it's causing my spinal pain. Mm -hmm. And once they realize that pain is that signal, it's that warning light, it's that harm alarm, everything starts to change. Because right now, everyone thinks that pain means I'm damaged.
1: Yep. Or or there's, my body's doing something wrong. People get angry with their bodies, you know?
2: That's 100% correct, and I like to tell people, hurt doesn't always equal harm and you're not damaged, you can live a, a pain-free life. Pain does not have to persist. I don't even like to use the word chronic pain, mm-hmm. because the word chronic means that you're always gonna have it. Right. I like to say that right now, your pain's persistent and longer than it should, and we're gonna work on the strategies to turn that pain around, to stop that persistent pain. And right there, that alone, can change people's entire perspective, because a lot of times, you know, certain practitioners say, well, you have to manage your pain. Mm-hmm. And, I like to say to people, I don't even like to manage my checkbook, so I'm not going to expect you to manage your pain. Right. I'm going to teach you how to heal your pain 100% naturally.
1: Yep. Well, <clears throat> Dr. Tata, those are amazing concepts. And for all the people that deal with chronic pain, it's debilitating. So to have... Some of these ideas and some of this hope, I think, is incredibly useful. You can learn more about Dr. Tata's programs and his online community by visiting www.drjoetata.com. When we come back from the break, we're going to be finishing up this conversation and discussing some other key principles that need to be considered when dealing with pain. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living. We'll be back right after these words.
3: Available at Village Green
4: Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com.
0: Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.
3: Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. Probalardi from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. Probalardi provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. Probiolarty is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today, available through your healthcare professional and Village Green
0: apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D, with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D-1000
1: and D-5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM1500 brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Don't forget to tune in every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. My wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be back next week. Today we're talking with Dr. Joseph Tata around managing pain. Um, he's written a best-selling book called Heal Your Pain Now, a revolutionary program to reset your brain and body for a pain-free life. He's developed a very unique and very uh, interesting online community for people who are dealing with chronic pain to get lots of support, lots of information, lots of resources that he moderates. You can learn more about Dr. Joe Tata and all of his work, his books, his online community, and everything by visiting www. Dr. Joe Tata, dot com. Also, don't forget to pre-order your book, The Toxin Solution at thetoxinsolution.com. This is Dr. Joseph Pizorno's new groundbreaking book, linking the persistent presence of very specific toxins to chronic diseases that Americans are facing. It is going to change the way that practitioners approach many of these chronic conditions. So get ahead of the curve, get the book. He'll be on the radio show with Dana Lake in a couple weeks, so to make sure to... to um, <laughs> tune into that show. Dr. Tata, we've got a few minutes left here. I'd love for you to address a really interesting topic. Can you talk about some of the common myths that linger around traditional ways of diagnosing and treating chronic pain? Because these are the things that are purveyed as truths, but oftentimes there's myths. So help people understand.
2: Yeah, it's a great thing to to end our conversation. So when we can bust the myths around chronic pain, what we do is we lower people's fear about it. And when we lower fear about pain, then they can start to interact with obviously healthy movements, some of the other lifestyle changes that we've been talking about. So decreasing fear decreases that anxiety, decreases that stress response. So let's talk about these myths. So the first myth we've talked about earlier in the segment was that when you have chronic pain, means you're going to have it forever. And Dr. Percero, you and I both know that if we can work in these healthy, integrated lifestyle strategies, that you can reverse that chronic pain train and live a life that's pain-free. The second one, which is really important to talk about, is imaging studies. So those are things like x-rays, MRIs, CAT scans, and obviously they have their place, so we obviously want to make sure there's nothing, um, you know, horrific and tragic going on in a joint such as a, a sarcoma or, or, or a cancer, but the truth is that really occurs in less than about 0.5% of the population. Now, imaging studies are important, but we know that what we see on an imaging study is poorly correlated with pain. And why do we know that? Well, if you look at the definition of pain, pain is both a sensory and an emotional response. So the sensory is what's going on in the tissues. Are they tight? Are they weak? Are they inflamed from your poor diet? The emotional part we've talked about before, the fear, the anxiety, the frustration, the anger, the sadness that occurs around pain. In imaging studies, time and time again, when we pull... 100 or 1,000 people off the street, and we may see things like a herniated disc or a pinched nerve or osteoarthritis, oftentimes those people have absolutely no pain. So we have to look to other factors besides the imaging study, and we also have to be cautious as practitioners when we explain to patients what those imaging studies mean, that if we explain them in a way that increases someone's fear, that we may be increasing their pain Mm -hmm. just by saying, oh, you have a large herniation yep. or you have a pinched nerve or you have a split disc or you have a torn this or it's generating that so we know that these Im- imaging studies poorly correlate with pain so we look toward the integrated strategies to, to decrease pain I think the last one to really talk about is that <laughs> the only way we can alleviate pain is through medication and obviously the NSAIDs and opioids are the ones to talk about And both the NIH and the CDC has come out within the past year as you know with large studies, so they have thousands of researchers in the NIH who have studied this, and it shows that opioids are not a solution for long-term chronic pain. Oftentimes, they have awful side effects, like side effects to the gut, and they also can have side effects of dependence, as well as something called opioid-induced hyperalgesia, which means that opioids can actually make your pain worse over a long period of time, because it changes the receptors in your brain for opioids.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting to talk about some of those things. And the imaging issues are so true. I mean, they've done studies where they maybe look at somebody's back and there's herniated discs everywhere. Person's like, I'm not in any pain. And then you get people that are in chronic, horrible pain, and there's really no abnormalities. So it really, really varies from person to person. Thank you, Dr. Tata, for being on the show with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Again, people can learn more about your online health consulting, your online support groups, your books by going to www.drjoetata.com, D-R-J-O-E-T-A-T-T-A. So that about wraps it up. Any last uh, things you want to mention, Dr. Tata? Uh,
2: I'd love the opportunity to talk with you today, Dr. Pacero, talking about natural integrative strategies for alleviating chronic persistent pain. And I appreciate the
1: opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. I know you have a very busy schedule. All right, everybody. That about wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, we're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Don't forget to tune in to Dana's show next week. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living, wishing you all the best of health until next time. Take care.
0: 15 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.